What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on Thursday, September 24th. I'm your host, Jackie Blustra, and thank you for tuning in. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and there is no better place to do just that. This segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions. A local advertising agency, Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, Your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your Actualized Visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your Actualized Visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your Actualized Visions, your dreams today, not someday. You can learn more about the show and listen to prior episodes on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show or my website, southbaybyjackie.com. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And um, normally, uh, Joe would be doing what I'm doing now, but Joe is AWOL. Um, I spoke to him earlier this morning, but I'm guessing he's having some trouble getting into the studio. Uh, But I hope he will join us eventually. Uh, In the meantime, I have a little food for thought for everybody. Um, We all know COVID-19, the coronavirus pandemic, whatever you want to call it, has put everybody's lives pretty much on hold this year. And we've heard over the last several months, one event after another being canceled. They canceled the Rose Parade. They canceled the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, you know, and everything in between. All of the summer events, the concerts and the movies and the park and everything was canceled. Um, And it looks like it's going to carry on through the holiday season. But a little bit of food for thought here. Halloween. It's funny because I'm hearing people say Halloween isn't canceled this year. Um, Yeah, technically, for all intents and purposes, it is. The South Bay has a tremendous number of Halloween events. Uh, You know, one of the biggest is the Trick or Treat in Riviera Village. Downtown Manhattan Beach has something similar. You know, Gardena, Lawndale, Lomita, everybody has Halloween events. Um, And this year, all of those events have been canceled. But think about this. Halloween may be the only holiday. for lack, It's not exactly a holiday, but for lack of another word. It may be the only special occasion that can truly adhere to COVID-19 rules and regulations, right? Think about it. Almost all of the costumes have masks. Many of them have gloves. Uh, the candy that's given out is wrapped and, and sealed. Um, there's not a lot of people in one place at, at one time. You know, a small group of kids, a family unit, walk up to a door, and then they leave. Sometimes 
if you're in a neighborhood that gets a lot of trick-or-treaters, you get some backup. But it's outside the mine, right? And it's not one of those holidays where you're getting together with a bunch of family members and hugging each other and spending time indoors. So Halloween could go on. Um, as I said, food for thought. And this year, Halloween's on a Saturday. And it's a full moon. And because of daylight saving time, we get an extra hour. So I don't know. There's there's some very good arguments for for, for Halloween to happen this year. Um, you know, food for thought. Think about it, all right? All right, so um, I am going to jump right into this this morning. Our guest is Amber Becerra, president of the Marine Mammal Care Center in Los Angeles. Now, Amber joined the board in November 2019 with the intention of helping with fundraising because she has a passion for animals. Little did she know what was in store for her in just a few short weeks. Once elected as president in December of 2019, Amber threw herself headfirst into learning everything there is to know about the Marine Mammal Care Center and reorganizing and fine-tuning the center with an eye toward long-term sustainability. Now, Amber's background in environmental programs in law school and as the executive director and founder of a Berkeley Law Alumni Organization has proved to be an invaluable experience that paved the way for her success in this role. Her experience with a multitude of organizations as an attorney and now as the CEO of a real estate development company gives her the business acumen that is necessary to make appropriate budget cuts and financial projections to extend the viability of MMCC until stability can be achieved. She's thrilled to be on this adventure with her fellow board members as they strive to take MMCC to new heights. Now, this morning, this morning, Amber is going to fill us in on what exactly the Marine Mammal Care Center does, what their programs, what they do. I have a, I have a little bit of knowledge about it, um, and she's also going to let us know about Seal Palooza, uh, which is taking place on Saturday, September 26th at 11 a.m. It's online going to be a lot of fun and we're going to hear all about it a little later welcome to the program amber we're so glad you could join us this morning thank you good morning yeah i'm i'm happy to be invited and to share a little bit about what we do at the center i'm sure a lot of people in the south bay are familiar with us but actually when i took this roll on the biggest surprise i think was that uh, the number of people in the south bay that actually didn't even know we existed or hey, they'd heard of us sort of, oh, yeah, the Marine Mammal Care Center. I think I went there like 20 years ago, but um, a lot of people hadn't been back since then. And we are kind of a little hidden gem over there in San Pedro. So I can tell you a little bit about what we do. Um, We rehabilitate and release, we conduct research on as well, um, marine mammals that wash up injured on our shores in Los Angeles County. And we do that 365 days a year, 24-7. We're the only facility that, uh, that operates 24-7, 365 for these animals. And we take them in. They come in with all sorts of different injuries. We see fishing line and net entanglements very often. We see uh, pups that are separated from their mothers that are emaciated and dehydrated and they just didn't get enough time nursing with their mothers, and they got ended up, you know, getting very sick and coming into us needing nutrition and to gain some weight before they can go back out into the wild. We do see the occasional shark bite injury, and um, we, we do see something during certain times of the year called demoic acid poisoning, which is um, based on a naturally occurring uh, toxin that's basically an algae that's in the water but if it gets into their food supply in large quantities it can cause uh, neurological symptoms and they come into us almost with like a dementia sort of behavior and then they can also um, have seizures and things and so it's a very very interesting case and our hospital director is focused on on doing a lot of research on that right now. But, yeah, so those are the patients that we generally see. Occasionally we get in um, a dolphin here or there, but we don't have the facilities to actually treat those animals. Unfortunately, they're, they're just too large for our facilities. So what we generally end up treating are sea lions and seals. 
and we rehabilitate them in our center and get them back into good health. We usually double or even triple their weight so they're nice and chunky and ready to go back into the wild with a nice little cushion. And then we take them down to the beach, open up the gates, and and watch them flock flop back down to to their ocean home, which I think is the probably the best part of of what I do at least. Yeah, you know, Amber. Well, well, I have a million questions for you, but before I get to you, <laughs> Joe. Joe has deigned yeah. to join us. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, Amber. I'm great. Yeah, I hope everything's I, going well on your end. Oh yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I don't, I don't want to, I yeah. don't need to double my size, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm wonderful. Great, great. So, yeah, oh, come so, on, we've all doubled our size. It's COVID nineteen, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's quarantine. It's pounds. perfectly acceptable. Yes, it's perfectly acceptable, acceptable to double your size during COVID time. You know, Amber, I was aware that there was an organization that rescues uh, the, the the mammals that wash come ashore because I've seen I've seen uh, it's got to be your organization in, in action um, over uh, over the years. I've seen many young seals uh, get washed ashore and. It's, and within moments, somebody, some professional, is coming down, and and you know, and getting them into a into a into a cage and taking them away. Every and now, even I know that now. Like the last time I saw it, I thought, oh, let me call, but I didn't know who it was. Who I di- I knew there was a place, but I didn't know who it was to call. So now we know it's the Marine Mammal Care Center. And if you ever, so- you know. Let me stop stop you there, Jackie, because actually, um, so we have um, a special agency that's called Marine Animal Rescue, and they are the ones actually that do the rescues specifically. Um, They go down on the beach. They're the team that you see that's rushing down there. We don't do the rescues. They bring the animals to us. So um, you're right. Yeah, there's a response team that comes down there. You've seen them in action. And if you are calling instead of approaching the animal, that's definitely the right thing to do. Um, the, the 24-hour rescue line is 1-800-39-WHALE. Again, that's 1-800-39-WHALE. And that would apply to any sort of um, marine mammal sighting. You know, if it was a dolphin or a whale or a seal or a sea lion, that's who you call and you want to keep your distance and don't approach the animals because they can be aggressive. Actually, if they're injured or not feeling well, you know, they're going to be potentially more aggressive, but yeah, Marine Animal Rescue is a wonderful organization that's been around for um, longer than we have actually, even since 1985. And they, and we work together as a team to take care of these animals. And actually um, because of the pandemic, we have, basically just been operating with staff only and not open to our normal very large volunteer base that we have come in and help us and so we've actually had to have marine animal rescue helping us do our releases too because we just have such limited staff and they've really stepped up to the plate during this time and and helped us to get some of these animals back out there onto the beaches because you know you we get a big old sea lion and they can get up to, I mean, they can get up to oh, 700 yeah. pounds. They don't usually get that big with us, but you know, we, we've had some 400 pounders and it's, it is, it's quite some serious maneuvering to get them into the truck and onto the beach and get the, you know, get the crate down there safely and everything. So, so yeah, we do rely on, on their assistance for a lot of things and we're really appreciative that they exist and, Peter, who runs that organization, is is a really great guy. He's a local guy, and he's been doing this for a very long time. And he's highly skilled at um, at you know finding ways to to be able to grab these these sick animals um, because you know again they are aggressive and they're scared, and sometimes they go back into the water and and he'll come back multiple times and check to make sure that they're gone. And if they come back, he'll find ways to grab him, um, but he's just a very dedicated, committed person that that really loves these animals. Uh, Peter Wallerstein is his name. 
All right. Well, listen, um, thank you for clarifying that. It's two separate organizations, Marine Mammal Rescue, which everybody write this down because that is a number. I'm going to have you give the number again in a moment. That rescue number is a number everybody should have in their phone because, as I said, there have been one or two occasions where I'm – walking or running or riding my bike along along the the, the strand and and I see something you know I yeah. I, I well, years ago I, I saw a baby seal all the way up um in 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 behind the retaining wall down by Torrance Beach I don't know how it got that far up maybe maybe the tide was high but I was thinking oh my gosh dude, I got to call this organization that rescue them and I didn't know the name of the organization um, so I couldn't even I couldn't even look it up you know I couldn't even look up what's the name of the so so everybody should should put this number in their phones uh, Amber give us that number again please sure 1-800-39 whale 1-800-39-WHALE. 1-800-39-WHALE. Put it in your phones mm-hmm. right now because you never know. You never know when you're going to need it. You're so you right know? about that. And the other thing is is you can you can go to the lifeguards. So that's another, you know, yes. that's another great resource. And the lifeguards will contact someone too. But, um, yeah, it's just it's super important that people don't approach the animal and keep your distance because I think people, you know, unfortunately we've – you know, gotten into this sort of social media culture where we see an animal and the first thing we think of is like, oh, I'm going to take a selfie with it. And, you know, you've seen a lot of those circulating where people get up there and they want to take a picture with the animal or whatever. And it's just, you know, we need to be respectful of these creatures and especially if they're injured and this is their home and their habitat and we're just kind of visitors there, you know, so it is really important to to do exactly what you said, which is to to call the proper authorities to come check on the animal. And you know, sometimes these these babies and even the big boys they they just like to haul out and rest and relax. And you know, they're they're out there swimming all the time. And and these these particular mammals actually like to take a little break, and they love the sun and to soak up the rays. So. Sometimes they're just coming out and they're not feeling so good. They haven't had a, a, a good day and they want to take a little rest on the beach and they're actually fine and they'll go back into the water. Um, no problem. But if they're disturbed, occasionally, you know, what will happen is like say a mom and her pup are are hauled out and they're trying to rest and, um, you know, a, a, a human being approaches and scares the mom she might run off into back into the ocean and the pup is there on the beach still. And then that is how they get separated. So believe it or not, that human interference and the human approach can actually cause the separation from the mother. And then, you know, boom, we have this abandoned orphan pup that we now have to raise at the Marine Mammal Care Center, um, which is not ideal. So, yeah, I always encourage people. It's pretty normal for them to to be relaxing on the beach, and unless they look really sick or like they've been there for a long time and they're not moving, um, you know, they're, they're probably actually okay. Well, the, let me tell you, you know, you just opened up a can of worms for me because I have seen <laughs> that behavior behavior in humans everywhere from. Uh, the American West, I've been up in Yellowstone and Teton, all the great national parks. I have actually seen parents tell their children to go stand in front of a buffalo so they could take a picture. All wow. right? Um, yeah. No, no, no. I saw, I saw it repeatedly. Buffalo, elk, you know, because in places like Yellowstone, you drive around and they're right there on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're walking. Yep. Sometimes they're walking down the road, and people get out of their cars, and 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 try to get a picture with them. It's it's the stupidest behavior I've ever seen. Um, you're not supposed to do that. They are wild animals, and 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 it pisses me off to no end. Um, yeah, geez, I'm I remember. right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's yeah. it's it's not it's not right. You're just causing the animal more harm. Um, Joe, Joe, since you've decided yeah. to join us. Uh, did, did you have any I, questions yeah. about particular marine mammal care in particular? Well, uh, yes, of course. I, I, uh, we haven't done any uh, uh, ex- 
we haven't done any uh, uh, history of the Marine Mammal Care Center. Uh, oh, okay. Let's start with that. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll take you guys back in time a little bit, a little South Bay time capsule. So um, we were founded in 1992, and actually we started, we originated at the former Marine Land. I don't know if you guys remember that. A lot of yes. people do, a lot yes. of people don't. Um, but yeah, the Marine Land was this um, sort of South Bay entertainment facility, basically, almost like our version of SeaWorld. And it was down where Terranea is now. And for the people that don't, that aren't familiar with it, and they had, you know, orcas and seals and sea lions and dolphins and all sorts of different animals down there and attractions and and people would go and it was a, a, a beloved part of the South Bay and actually the Marine Mammal Care Center was a hospital that started there for the, the animals that would need to be rescued in the area and then to the extent that they needed care also for any animals in the facility they would go to the hospital as well. Um, well, uh, at some point, they decided to shut down the facility and move all the animals down to SeaWorld, which was a bit controversial here for folks who, you know, really loved that place. Um, but what they did end up saving was the Marine Mammal Care Center. So we are an offshoot of Marine Land. They moved us away from Terranea, tragically, because, oh, my God, wouldn't that be nice to be down there? <laughs> down yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> right next to the water by Terranea. Oh, I would, you know, I would love that. But, um, but yeah, no, we've, we've got a nice little spot up in San Pedro. Uh, we're a little bit off the beaten path, kind of hidden in Angels Gate Park area, but um, we still do the, that same great work rehabilitating these animals. And um, what's interesting about our facility is that the company that owned uh, Marine Land and actually started this hospital kept it running for years and years and years. And I think that's why it was so hidden because it was just sort of this random little thing that this, this book publishing company was keeping going and um, they didn't really need any public investment and they didn't really want a lot of public attention. So it was just super hidden up there and just rehabilitating animals going about their business. Well, about five years ago, they decided they didn't want to have anything to do with that anymore. And they were, you know, done, done with the sea world thing and they were done investing in marine mammal care. And so they basically threatened to shut down the center unless, you know, someone would step up and take it over. And so uh, people ended up stepping up to the plate, turning it into a 501c3, and it became a, a nonprofit about four years ago. And the, the problem with that was that no one really knew it became a nonprofit, and it went from being funded by this big company to all of a sudden overnight, oh, you know, now we have to get all our money from imaginary sources that exist out there, right? So, um, you know, there were there were always people that had supported it and loved it and volunteered there, and there was, you know, a, a good a good donor base of people that stepped up to the plate to give money. But um, over those four years, basically, it just survived off of what was left over, the funds that were left over from this company, and so. When I joined last year in November, I joined the board and, you know, Jackie, you said in my bio that I had no idea what I was getting myself into, which, into you know, yes. is, is <laughs> very, very true. I, you know, I'm the CEO of a real estate development company called Bellanova here. We work in the South Bay. I'm a very busy person. I'm a mom of, of a three-year-old and a five-year-old, and I've got my plate completely full, and I just you know, decided to join the board of this organization because I'm very passionate about animals. And I just thought it would be a fun thing to do. Maybe I would be working, you know, an extra five to 10 hours a week being on the board of this organization. Well, boy, was I in for a surprise. I joined at the same time they were reviewing the financials of the organization. And it was basically about to completely go under. I mean, with just a, a few hundred thousand dollars in savings left over and a $1.6 million budget a year, and there was literally no income that was promised on the horizon coming in. And so with facing that, the existing executive director and president of the board stepped down. 
I was the only one on the board that was in any position at all, which says a lot because I really wasn't in a great position with the amount of commitments I had, but I was the only one that could even step into the president role. So I said, okay, I'll do this thinking it was going to be, you know, a month or two. And here I am. Wow. It's September. You know, we're going on almost a year now of me being Mm -hmm. in this role and um, myself and the three other uh, female board members were an all female board, which is kind of cool. Uh, we've just been volunteering this whole time and basically running this organization as volunteers, just in a desperate plea to, to try to save the center. And, you know, the good news, the good part I get to get to is that we did it. Uh, thanks to the support of the South Bay community uh, so many people stepped up to the plate and, and donated, and it was honestly just like an outpouring of incredible support from everyone that we set a goal of a million dollars for uh, in six months. We needed to raise that by June in order to guarantee we could stay open for another year, and we exceeded that goal. I think we ended up raising almost $1.4 million during that time, which is just incredible. And, um, yeah, we did it. So we're going to stay open and, you know, then boom, all of a sudden COVID hit, (laughs) which has been kind of crazy. Um, we had to close the center down uh, because of COVID and, but yet because we're there, these animals are still dying and, and being injured, we still have to keep the hospital open. So we've been running the whole time. The hospital has still been running, even though we've been closed to the public and our gift shops closed and all our events are shut down. So, so yeah, you know, I, it has been a challenging year for the Marine Mammal Care Center and, you know, it's just, it's wild times, but I just feel super fortunate that we were able to raise the money that we did in the time frame that we did, because otherwise we for sure would have, you know, gone under. So gone under. yeah, that's where I we're at right now. I didn't. I, you know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that history. I'm glad Joe asked about it. Um, but yeah. before we go to break, before we go to break, Amber, what area does the Marine Mammal Care Center serve? Do you have, like, you know, from point A to point B and then yeah. and the points beyond there are other type of centers? What what area do you serve? Sure, yeah. We're from Malibu down to Long Beach. And we, you know, we serve 70 miles of beaches or 70 miles of the beaches there along the coast. And then there are several other marine mammal care centers that are on the coast. I think there's seven of us total. And just our closest neighbor would be PMMC that's right down there in Laguna in Orange County. And they're just such a great example of like goals of, you know, where we want to get because they're doing the same thing that we're doing, but they just have been able to get themselves to a financially sustainable place. And they've got a really nice facility down there and, and they're doing, doing the same work that we're doing, but just, you know, a little bit, a little fancier down there. So, um, so that's what we're looking forward to someday, you know, when, when we can get our yeah. fundraising back up and, and focused on, on growth and expansion and things like that. And not just, you know, right now we're just trying to basically make sure that we manage all our critical operations, but, but we've got goals. <laughs> good. That's good. It's good to have goals. It's great to have goals. Um, Joe, you, yeah. w- you want to, uh, you want to take us, take us into station break? Sure. How did how did the top of the show go? Did uh, were you able fine. to play the commercial? I played the commercial. Uh, no, I played the old commercial because I didn't have time to find the new commercial. But uh, right, yeah. If you were there, we we would have pay, played the new commercial, but uh, you weren't there, so I had to do it all by <laughs> my lonesome self. Well, I'm I'm so glad. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show. Um, we're so glad you're joining us. If you're joining us live, we, we come to you every Thursday morning and Friday morning at 8 a.m. in the South Bay. We are the hyper-local South Bay podcast. Uh, we've been around for, for seven or eight years now. Well, maybe almost nine years now. It's, uh, it's Over it's nine amazing. years. Over nine years. Almost. We're Over going on nine 10. Years. We're in our 10th year. We're in our 10th year. It's, we're in our 10th year. Every Thursday morning uh, is the South Bay Spotlight, where we highlight some 
uh, really important uh, nonprofit or or regular business or or music or certainly food is one of our favorite uh, topics. And then, of course, we do all the same things on Friday, uh, but with a special emphasis on the city of Manhattan Beach and the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, because we're proudly sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber on Fridays, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. So please join us. And of course, you can join us in uh, uh, podcast at any time, but also you can join us on your smart speaker, uh, Siri, uh, uh, Alexa, uh, uh all of the, uh, the the latest smart speakers, you can just say, hey, play the South Bay show, and uh, the latest show will come up. So please join us on a regular basis. And Amber, I mean, the things that you do, are are there, as you said, there's, there's the rescue that happens separately, and then they deliver them to you. But are, are the things that you do done by any other organization in L.A. County? Because... Otherwise, no. we can't. We can't. We can't. We, we've got to find a way to get you fully funded. And, uh, uh, right. and uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's well, actually kind of crazy. And that was why when I joined, I just felt like there was no way I could walk away from this because there just isn't another option. I mean, the critically, we operate under a permit that's provided by NOAA, which is the federal regulatory agency that basically works under the Marine Mammal Protection Act. And you can't touch these animals unless you have that permit. And it's a very sort Mm -hmm. of complicated process to get the permit. And so uh, at a minimum, there would be a gap, gap period, you know, where someone, if they were trying to open another facility, would have to be applying and getting um, permitted Mm -hmm. for that, for that kind of work. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, more so we have the whole, the whole center is set up and operating and we have all the equipment and everything to take care of these animals. So, it, you know, it just doesn't make sense for us to go away in any way, shape, or form. And um, it was one of my sort of more compelling arguments to Janice Hahn's office, um, who ended up, uh, Supervisor Hahn ended up giving us a $100,000 grant as part of going toward that million dollars. And... You know, she was very, very persuaded by the fact that if you guys go away, these animals are just washing up on the beach and and dying on the beach in the public, which is a public health concern and then also an absolute, you know, animal conservation tragedy as well. So, so yeah, Mm -hmm. there really, in my mind and in most people's minds, when they really stop to think about it, isn't an option for this facility to not exist. It really is doing absolutely critical work for this area. And we are, I believe the second busiest uh, marine mammal care facility in all of the country, which is Mm -hmm. just totally crazy. If you think about, you know, how many animals we're seeing and treating, and yet we're very small and we probably have the smallest budget of of any of them oh. just have like a very lean operation, um, you know, per animal, the amount of money that we spend to take care of these animals is really, really low. And that's just because our hospital director, Dr. Lauren Palmer has been doing this for so long and she is very creative and she works on a budget and we survive on our volunteers. We have over 150 volunteers that, uh, that normally if we weren't in a pandemic would come into our center and do shifts and do cleanup and, and chop fish and take care of our animals. And, and they're all very trained in animal care and everything. And then we also have volunteers that do our education program and, and stand at the fence and teach people about our animals and ocean conservation and, and basically help, you know, with, with field trips and tours and things like that. So, so yeah, we, we really survive a lot on volunteer hours, but, um, but the center does have hard costs that, that have to be maintained. And my goal is that I, I hope eventually we can get to the point where there's a level of government contribution that can sort of sustain the basic operations. And then, you know, there isn't so much fundraising to to the extent we do fundraise, from private donors, it's because we want to do a special project or buy a special piece of equipment, or maybe we want to expand 
our facility or, you know, beautify the grounds because right now it's just very, very basic. Um, so, so that's sort of what my goal is and, and the board's goal is, you know, to hopefully get that government support because I think you're absolutely right that this is something that just cannot go away for L.A. County. I mean, another right. really important thing to think about is that more than anywhere probably along the coastline, our beaches are highly populated. So there really isn't anywhere that these animals can haul out and rest and not encounter human beings. So I think that's an even more, you know, and that's why Jackie's saying I'm riding my bike and I'm seeing sea lions hanging out. It's because, you know, we, we populate all these beaches. And so there's really nowhere for them to go where they can rest and not be seen by someone. So our center is pretty important for that. And, you know, there's the occasional time we get animals in and, um, you know, they're in for a quick stint and then they're right back out and, and they're fine. And then we get other ones that come in and, you know, it's, it's four, four or five months that they need to stay with us in, in order to be properly treated and recuperate before they can go back into the wild. And, we also do deal with, unfortunately, you know, there are animals that, that won't make it um, that come into us and, and, and we have to make the decision to, to, you know, basically let them pass comfortably rather than, you know, dying tragically on the beach in front of a bunch of people taking photos and videos like Jackie and I are, you know, are yeah. so disturbed by. Um, and so there is that aspect of the job, which is really it, it's tragic, but at the same time, I don't think anyone wants to see those animals suffering either, you know, so that is another okay. important part of what we do. Amber, I have, I, yeah. gosh, this hour is flying by and I have so much I want to get to, but quickly, <laughs> do you work with the, uh, do you work with the LA Conservation Corps? Or do they, do they help you out? You know, we don't, but that's funny that you would mention that because someone else brought that up recently and I was thinking that would be a really, it would be a really cool alliance and it's something that I should definitely look into. Um, yeah, do you they, have they any connection to, with to, them? Um, I, they used to work with Sea uh, lab in Redondo. Remember, mm-hmm. remember the Sea lab mm-hmm. that was down mm-hmm. there on Harbor Drive? Yeah, they, that, yeah. That was that was through the LA Com- Conservation Corps. I oh, had some. Okay. Well, we know it, it's closed now. Um, I'm, I'm sure you know Sea Lab yeah. closed last year. Um, yeah. But I may have I may have contact information. I'll have to look into that. Um, I wanted to ask you. Be, gosh, we still haven't gotten to Seal Palooza yet. But I wanted to yeah. ask you about this past summer's this past summer's red tide. Uh, how, what effect, if any, did that have on on the marine population? You know, we didn't actually, we didn't see a huge upswing this, this year. We, we felt really lucky that actually we didn't have a hugely busy season because normally during that time, like February to August is normally very, very busy for us. And uh, with the pandemic, we, and, and just having our staff and no volunteers, we were concerned that we would have a really busy season and just we'd get completely overwhelmed. But, but luckily things stayed pretty slow. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that um, people were sort of in lockdown and, you know, there were a lot of stories about like dolphins swimming in the Venice canals and, you know, like animals just like being able to be in their natural environment without us humans all up in their space. And, (laughs) And, like, you know, how they were flourishing, like, nature and the animals were flourishing during this time. We're all being tortured, hanging out at home. Um, but they yeah, were doing yeah. very well. And I don't know if that had anything to do with the fact that we didn't see um, such a huge influx in, in patients. But, but yeah, normally when, it, when I was describing to you earlier um, the patients that we get in that have demoic acid poisoning, it does come from an algae bloom, which, again, is a totally natural occurrence. It's not – when you say demoic acid poisoning, people think, oh, you know, where they're pouring toxic poison into the ocean or something. It's not. It's a naturally occurring algae that blooms, and when the water gets warmer, it tends to bloom, uh, you know, more, basically. It becomes more highly concentrated. It gets into the food supply, into the fish. And, you know, this is critical information for us to think about to the extent that we are eating fish as well. You know, this is our food supply. And it gets into the fish and it causes a 
reaction in in the sea lion population where they end up coming to us with these neurological symptoms and um you know a lot of them don't make it they they just they become they they get this dementia and they have seizures and and they just aren't able to survive but we do sometimes get them in and if they're it's early enough um dr palmer is able to basically kind of detoxify the body she gets we get our fish from Alaska because it's known to have less of um, less stomach acid potential. And so we get cleaner fish and it comes, you know, and, and if we can give them the cleaner fish and get them hydrated, a lot of times they can kind of detox their own body and, and they'll be okay and, and it won't harm them and they'll be able to bounce back. Or sometimes they have some lasting neurological effects, but they can still, be released back out into the wild. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know that there's been any studies that, you know, say whether this neurotoxin is something that is going, you know, could affect uh, human beings in any way. Um, I, I really don't know. But I just personally think when, you know, when I hear that, oh, they ate the fish and it caused this, I start thinking, oh, well, we're, we're eating the same fish. Like, you know, it's interesting to think about, like, would it, you know, does that have any impact on us? Or for example, we've got all these microplastics that we know now, you know, are in the oceans. And I just did a, I just did a, an interview with Heal the Bay yesterday on, on ocean trash and just the amount of microplastics that are in the bodies of fish and getting into these marine mammals. And then we're eating it. And I think I, mm-hmm. I read somewhere that we're eating, we eat about a, a credit card a, a week of, of plastic we just basically are putting a credit card in our body um worth of plastic because of all the microplastics that we're getting through um through the food if you're eating fish and you know probably it's probably even in our water you know to the extent you're not eating bottled water and stuff so or drinking bottled water so you know it's it's crazy times what's going on with our oceans right now i mean it's it's definitely well, that's uh, a, a scary that's, prspect that, that's a whole other show that's that's Girl, a whole it's other an show. entire wow. hour <laughs> it, it, if it, people want to hear well, no, about it, it, it <laughs> go go yeah, to the no, heal the bay social media and you can you can listen to my huge talk on ocean plastic ocean plastics yesterday <laughs> no the reason i asked about the red tide because i the fish were dying like the harbor was yeah. oh my gosh it, it was it was awful i mean there were so many dead fish and the stench was terrible but i was one you know as you said the seals and the, they eat the fish um uh, but maybe you know they were smarter than the fish and they maybe they they went out they went elsewhere they went away from that red tide because they they might have realized that this isn't good we shouldn't be in these For waters sure. and eating and, this and fish. yeah they can do that, um, and they will. But and so the cases where we see a lot of the poisoning is be, when the when that bloom comes, you know, it becomes so big, or like this hot blob is what they call, you know, they have this big hot blob. If it comes into the areas where they like to hang out um, and where they do most of their fishing, that's when it gets problematic or when it grows too big. But yeah, for the most part, I think they will, they, they try to go to kind of colder, deeper waters and, um, that's sort of natural and instinctual, but yeah, if it gets big enough, then, you know, it does end up affecting some of these animals. They just kind of can't escape it, I think is what ends up happening. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's get to seal palooza. Seal palooza is uh, taking place on Saturday, September 26th, that's that's two days from now. That's Saturday, September 26th at 11 a.m. It's happening online. Tell us all about that and what people can expect, please. Sure, yeah. I'm super excited for this. We, we normally do a few events a year, and I'm all about, like, the fun in-person celebrations and stuff. But, okay, we can't do that right now. So I'm like, what can I do <laughs> to entertain people and have a good time and make people feel like we're kind of bringing the center to them in a way since we're not open right now? So we did one back at the end of June. We had a seal, our normal seal day, but we did it virtually, and it was a huge success. We had like 5,000 people that, that 
tuned in and watched it, which is really exciting. I hope we get even more this time. Um, but so it's, basically it's going to be a similar format for anyone that actually um, was able to attend that virtual event. It's going to be, you can go to either of our social media on Facebook or Instagram at Marine Mammal Care is our handle, and you'll be able to watch it live there at 11 a.m. And then if you can't catch it at 11 a.m., the video will get posted, and so it will be on our social media, and you can watch it later if that time doesn't work for you. But you can also go to our website, which is marinemammalcare.org, and uh, there will be a link so that you can find the feed if you aren't already following us on social media. So please go ahead and do that. And yeah, it will start at 11 a.m. And I'm going to be hosting it. I may or may not be wearing my mermaid costume that I wore last time, which was a big hit. (laughs) I've had many to to bring the mermaid back, which um, is just kind of silly, but I figure it's kind of a fun way to entertain people. If they can't be in person, at least, you know, they can watch something sort of silly on the screen. But, but yeah, so I'll start out with our hospital director, Dr. Palmer, and we'll talk about the animals that we have right now at the center and show you some of the patients that we have and give a little tour. And then we're going to go back and take you into our kitchen and we're going to let people buy fish for the animals. We did this last time and it was a huge success. Everyone got super excited. You get to donate right there, then and there live. And every donation is going to enter you into a raffle where you can win a t-shirt and a bracelet. Um, It's, if you win the raffle and you get to donate and you get to buy a fish and that fish is going to go into the bucket and then you're going to get to watch your fish actually feed our animals. And so then we're going to go do a feeding and we are really lucky after that. We have the bees and the honey. We have Brian from the bees and the honey is going to be doing live music for us right there in front of the seals. Who's going to be playing a few songs and we're going to have our online auction which is really awesome. Um, And you can go bid on all of our auction items right now. We have some amazing trips on there right now. Um, We've got trips to Cabo. We've got trips to Manzanillo. We've got an African safari on there. Um, Really exciting stuff. So definitely go to our website and check that out. And you can link up to, to our auction site and then the auction will end at the end of the event and um, we have some other fun little contests and things that are buried in there but that's basically it yeah just a lot of a lot of fun stuff that's you know super kid family friendly and hopefully we can just bring a little bit of fun into people's homes right now I know it's it's been really a struggle for our family just being at home and and not having all the activities to do that, that we would normally do with the boys. So hopefully something like this can be really fun for kids. And we also do have a coloring contest going on right now where if kids want, if your kids want to make an ocean conservation poster, they can tag us with the hashtag MMCC poster. And the winner is going to be put on, um, going to have their ocean conservation poster on display and you'll also win a sea lion stuffed animal. Um, And I do just want to thank, we have some amazing sponsors, ILW Credit Union, SandCloud, and Seals on Wheels Notary that um, all sponsored our event, which is really amazing and, and helps us to be able to keep doing these events. So we're excited Deals for that. On we'll see everyone on Saturday. Deals on Wheels, isn't that cool? So she's she's a relatively <laughs> new that? notary. It's a it's a notary company. She'll she's mobile and she will come to you. Um and and she just named her company Seals on Wheels and it has a um it has a special logo and so she's like, I wanna support you guys because I feel like I should support a nonprofit that, you know, sort of ties in with my company. So, so yeah, and that's a cool that thing works. during this time. If you need a notary, you know, if you need a notary, it's nice to have someone to come to you because not everyone's going out right now. So, so yeah, she's local. It's a great, local self-pay. It, 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 it's a great, it's a great uh, workplace. 
Seals on Wheels. Joe, you get oh, it? Seals, the notary seal. I love no, it. I didn't even get that. I seriously did not get that until <laughs> you just said that right now. I was just like, oh, that's yes. a cute logo. Seal, like a seal, yes. because, of course, I think yes. of the yes. animal. I wasn't at all right. thinking of the seal, the notary seal. Oh, my gosh, you're a genius, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse, but I'll take that. But um, Amber, <laughs> I wanted to mention that uh, I, um, I, when I when we posted the information for today's show, I pulled a bunch of the pictures you sent, and I posted pictures of these adorable seals. They are. Oh. Is there anything cuter? I mean, they are so cute, and there's so oh. many. And we posted. We posted about, I don't know, four or five, six pictures of them. So uh, when people are listening to this podcast, they can see uh, pictures of the seals and you. And I think I think we threw the logo up there as well. Um, yeah, so Sealpalooza. So yeah, Sealpalooza. yeah, I hope everyone joins us and checks out um, the online auction because we got some really cool, fun stuff. And this is just, you know, we are a nonprofit, like I told you, and we're a pretty new nonprofit, and we are taking a hit with our revenue in terms of being closed down and having no gift shops. So this is just a great way, you know, to be able to support us, but to also be able, you know, these these auction items, you get to buy a, you know, beautiful necklace or a week away somewhere, or we've even, there's a Kobe Bryant jersey on there. You know, you get to buy something cool and still support a nonprofit at the same time, which is, is pretty awesome. It's a win-win. So mm-hmm. we really appreciate yes, people's support and it's the reason use- that we're still around. <laughs> we that This is where you get to use your powers for good. You know, exactly. um, the nonprofit show Every everybody is suffering. Everybody is suffering right now. Every business, every family, everybody is suffering, and the nonprofits are going to get hit the worst. They're 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 going to yeah. suffer worse than anybody because we saw the same thing happen two thousand eight two thousand nine uh, yeah. when, when when that whole fiasco happened, and nonprofits just a uh, lot a lot of them just couldn't couldn't hold on anymore. Um, and and yeah. the same thing is happening now. People are out of work. They don't have disposable income, and and the nonprofit world is really suffering. So, um, you know, everybody, you can spend an hour or two online watching these adorable seals, uh, yeah. listen to some music, <laughs> uh, but learn a little bit about notary seals, maybe. Um, and, <laughs> and you mentioned a couple, couple of great great trips. Uh, you know, put in a bid, you know, for a trip to Africa, a safari, or something. Um, Mexico, that it, it all sounds fantastic. Uh, uh, so again, yeah. you can go to the Marine Mammal Care Center, uh, any of their social media pages, and uh, and and you can watch it there. Do you do you, do you have a website? We do have a website. Yeah, so it's www.marinemammalcare.org, and you can find all this information and everything on our website. All right, Joe. Gosh, you know, I learned so much. I know that I know that I just taught you guys about notary seals, but I learned a lot. I you didn't did. know the history. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know the history of the Mount Care Center. I I didn't realize that the rescue arm was a separate. That was a separate. The rescue guys are a separate arm from the, the care center. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, again, if anybody wants to take down that number, if you live at the beach, this is a number you should have in your phone. All right, put it down under Marine Mammal Care. Hey, hey Jackie. One eight hundred three nine whale. One eight hundred three nine whale. Yes. I'm gonna say I had it memorized. One eight hundred thirty nine whale. Nice. Look yeah. at you. <laughs> it's it's pretty easy, you know. Thankfully, he got he got a number that is sort of associated with with marine mammals. So. So that shouldn't be too tough for people, but yeah, or definitely, you know, just if. Worst case scenario, go go tell the lifeguards that you see someone and don't approach because otherwise Jackie and I will get really mad. <laughs> if you yes. try to take a <laughs> selfie with the animals on the beach, Jackie and I will regulate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I'm telling you, I've seen it, man. I saw it in Africa. You know, I, I, it, 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 I just don't understand it. What are people thinking? 
going up know. to get a selfie with a wild animal. It makes no. I mean, what what, what is it? The Darwin Awards that they give out to these yep, these, these yeah. exactly stupid, stupid, is, stupid, 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 you know. stupid people. I saw a video. I saw a video of a girl who um, I think there was a, it was a bear, a black bear that was, um, there was a, a couple of girls standing and they were out in the woods or something. And this black bear approached her and was, you know, on its hind legs and, and sniffing her up and down. And meanwhile, she has her phone there so that she can be uh. filming this whole thing. And it's like, girl, you are almost about to die right now. And you're worried about getting it on camera. Like, Oh, I just I, I could go on all day about this, but um, but yeah, yeah, I mean we need to respect animals in the wild. That's their natural habitat. Um, we are coming into their space and we're interfering with their space. And um, you know, people just people need to stop using animals as as a pawn or a prop in their photos to make themselves look better and. I mean, I even see it on on the sort of high end social media, well, you know, wealthy, wealthy social media posts where they bring in these exotic animals and take pictures of them and things like that. And it's just, you know, in my mind, that's a form of animal abuse. And and I just think we, you know, we've gotten really far away from from where we need to be in terms of respecting wild animals. And we just need to we need to do better. People need to strive for better. <laughs> I'm not sure what to I say that would <laughs> inspire yeah, people no, no, to be better, but yeah, the, <laughs> we're judging I, I, you. you. That's what it. we need to say. <laughs> yeah. hmm. you know, you, you can't, I can't tell you, I can't tell you how many times up in Mammoth, um, bears were all over the place. At one point, I think there were like 200 bears living in town underneath buildings. Wow. And wow. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'm out there hiking or fishing or whatever, and a mama bear and her two or three cubs come walking down the road, and people are running up to take pictures. With there is nothing more dangerous than a mother bear, and yeah. those people were just and 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 I just look at them and it's just pure stupidity. Um, but let's not end on a we want to end on a good note. <laughs> all right, we're not going to talk about the stupid people anymore. Seal Palooza right. taking place Saturday, <laughs> September 26th at 11 a.m. at the Marine Mammal Care Center. Uh, the website is www.marinemammalcare.com. You can watch it dot org. on their social media. Dot org. Oh, dot org. Sorry. Dot org. Sorry. Um, but, but if you just Google Marine Mammal Care Center LA, you'll, it'll come up. So, um, yeah. Amber, I'm so glad we did this. Thank you for being our guest today. I mean, I, I learned a ton. Joe. Joe, did you learn yeah. anything? Yeah. I would learn. I, I, it, it's, it's a, a constant learning. I mean, also though, I have to say, Amber, it's, it's, uh, you have to be, uh, we have to, uh, a, a, a huge thanks to Amber Becerra for, for, uh, sort of exposing our conscience, uh, being the conscience of Los Angeles when it comes to our relationship with the ocean. I mean, it's, it must weigh heavily on you that there aren't more uh, children getting involved. Young people do, do schools come and, and, and visit with you and learn about what you're doing. Yeah, they do. We, we do offer those opportunities. And right now we're actually shifting over to providing some virtual education. But yeah, we get right. a ton of, we get a ton of local schools that come in. And um, like I said, I think we're just under the radar for a very long time. And it's part of my goals and dreams, like I was talking about for this organization that, you know, we really expand our, our reach and, we we bring this into people's homes and into their lives and, and use the rehabilitation work that we're doing with these animals to teach people about ocean conservation and to help empower people to be able to make a difference and and really um, teach people what, what they're able to do in order to, to save our oceans because we are in a critical time in terms of our environment and what's going on in the world and 
and we do need everyone to step up. It's not gonna not gonna just be me and the board or me and the people at our center. It's got to be every single one of us. We have to really band together to to make a change. Well, All right, Joe. Amber, we got we got it. Thank you. Since I since I since since I started yes. the show, you can end the show. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Amber. Yeah, thank you. thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. And uh, thank you for uh, saving the show, Jackie, since I, I wasn't able to get here in time. <laughs> Jackie to the rescue. You, Yay. <laughs> we, All right. we had fun. We had fun without you, Joe. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, it's it's much better with it's much better with you on. <laughs> All right. Well, thank okay. you, uh, and we'll see you soon. Okay, Bye-bye, have everybody. a great day. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.